Good evening, everyone. It's time for Necromaniacs Horror Podcast. How's it going, Mike? It's going well, man. Uh, as Mr. Hill just said, you're listening to Necromaniacs Podcast. Coming at you each and every Thursday, the greatest horror podcast in the world. Um, it's going good, man. It was good to uh, see you yesterday in uh, in the dirty Jersey, huh? Yeah, Maplewood. Not not a very dirty town, though. Very nice town, actually. Oh, no. No. A lovely town. Uh, beautiful Maplewood, New Jersey. Uh, I don't think I had ever been there before, Mike. I was there for the other Maplewood uh, record uh, fest mm-hmm. uh, that happened last year at some point during, I think it was a colder season, maybe the fall. Yeah, I think they do two, apparently, two yeah. a year. And uh, my good friend uh, Charles Maggio um, of uh, Rorschach fame uh, is one of the organizers of that or- that uh, that operation there. Oh, nice. Was he there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, two members of Rorschach were there. Him and Nick Forte were both there. Ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I, I did not meet him, even though I knew like 10 vendors. Uh, I did not meet the guy behind the curtain. Um, it, it was funny. I You know, I got there very early with Stella and, you know, setting up. And as more people came in, it was just like I was saying hello to more and more people. And she's like, do you know everybody here? And yeah. I'm just like, maybe I do know everybody here. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I always run into a lot of people there. Um, unfortunately, uh, Will Chainsaw Safety was not able to make it. He normally mm-hmm. goes to the Maplewood Record Convention or whatever the hell it's called, it's Record Fair. Uh, <laughs> but his son had a hockey game that day, so he couldn't make it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, bought a few things. Didn't get too crazy because I'm I'm trying not to get too too vinyl crazy, even though I say that. And then of course I'll I'll buy some shit online all the time. But uh, no, there was a lot of good stuff to get. I mean, I I think if I had more of the expendable funds i certainly would have uh, utilized them yeah i uh, i only bought two things um you know i'm, I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of moving you know i spent a big sum of money <laughs> recently getting uh to move you know movers all the yeah. stuff that you got to deal with with that uh you know also my records are packed up so i don't want to the last thing i want to do is have two you know a bunch of random lps laying around so i i did get two things i got flamingo by jeffrey lee pierce the dude from the gun club mm-hmm. and i got tar yeah. roundhouse i went there looking for specifically for old amphetamine reptile records that i don't have and stuff by and you know gun club or jeffrey lee pierce like bootlegs that was the kind of nice stuff. yeah so, yeah, I uh, I got a very nice bootleg that I showed you with nice feels of the Nephilim bootleg that apparently came out in like 91 or 92, actually, um, which has some cool live shit on it, like unreleased shit. And uh, I got a first press Descendants record that I had I had wanted. I mean, I had one years ago and I probably sold it on the course of my life, but uh, I got it back. And then I got some cool comics, some cool uh Old school Marvel horror comics from the 70s and uh, some Conan comics. So that's always fun. Yeah, I, I stayed away from that, man. I I, I would end up dropping, <laughs> you know. They, the guy had like trades and all that. I, I definitely did not go near that table because I would end up spending money there for sure. Yeah, he was he was a cool guy. I mean, everybody was very nice, you know. Um, definitely we'll go back to that again. Um, you know, yeah, it, it is in a really nice, nice part of town in, in Jersey, Maplewood. Yeah, nice town, definitely. Um, yeah, before maybe before we get going, we just shout all of our buddies out. You know, of course, um, Monday. That's right. 
We have mm-hmm. the uh, the four horsemen, you know, the horsemen of the podcasting apocalypse. That's right. There's more than four. There's more than I four. Mean, there's, like a, there's more than four. We're yeah. a growing group here. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, uh, Monday brings us Brandon Legion's Horror Wolf Six Six Six, another horror podcast, but he focuses on um, interviews with uh, up and coming filmmakers. Old filmmakers, pretty much anyone. Sometimes we're on there as guests. You know, we have crossover episodes. Mm-hmm. That is that. true. That is true. Yeah. Tuesday is Into the Necrosphere, hosted by Jackie Smith, and that really is the best uh, metal podcast out there. Oh, I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. I listened to the uh, episode where he had the uh, guy from uh, Suter, uh, black metal band. Yeah. And that that was really cool. I like that band. So yeah, they're a great. That was band. fun. Yeah. Wednesday is Everything Went Black, which is my uh, podcast that I've been doing for, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred years, it seems like. Yeah. I think uh, before yeah, there yeah. was electricity, I was doing that podcast. Mm, still, yes. Still going strong. And, uh, <laughs> of course, Thursday is Necro Thursday, which is today. Mm-hmm. Friday brings us Break the Apocalypse with your brother, John Draper. Um. I just want to say that apparently it might be some changes underway at the old Break the Apocalypse, uh, which uh, changes to, to be announced shortly. Hopefully I'm not uh, breaking any, you know, fourth wall, whatever the hell they call it. But, uh, you know, I would I would stay tuned to that show to, to hear about some of the changes underfoot at the old Break the Apocalypse. Saturday is a day off from all the excellent content that we're bringing you guys. So go out, you know, the weather's getting mm-hmm. nice, uh, you know. Go out and get yourself a nice coffee, you know, that kind of thing. But Sunday, the darkness descends on Sunday with Soul Knox, brought to you by Carl Hikara. And, uh, yes. you know, he and I are in this uh, collaboration, um, you know, Darkness Weaves. Every month we swap which show puts out an episode about the work of Carl Edward Wagner. Excellent. Yeah. And there's your week, kids. Uh, always something cool to listen to. And uh, I have to say, um, we'll get into it in, in a second, but it was nice to hear one of the, the phone calls from uh, the Evil Dead Rise episode talk about how, uh, you know, the, the listener got, you know, got so much enjoyment out of, of all the different podcasts. And he thinks it's so cool that we're we're all friendly and we all support each other. So I actually got uh, I got a little, little, little feels over that one, Mike. Yeah, me too, man. And actually, now that you mention it, uh, you know, the voicemail number, the necro necrophone is uh, the necrophone. Yeah, that's the name, the yeah. necrophone. Yes, nine zero eight nine one three zero seven eight two nine zero eight nine one three zero seven eight two. And there's no uh, no Mike from Pennsylvania this week, man. Ah, yeah, that's okay. You know, he's out there. Hopefully, you know, still still rocking and rolling uh and also exactly. we had we had two calls last week but we don't have anybody this week so you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um as long as they're listening to the podcast that's the most important thing and thankfully we could we could see some of those numbers thankfully oh, yeah. um yeah and we are i just want to say we are grateful for each and every one of you uh you know the newcomers uh the long timers even the ones who you know drop in and out right mike yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, you need some variety in your life, you know, obviously. Uh, yeah, but we really appreciate everyone listening. And, uh, you know, the new, every, you know, we've got a bunch of new people, you know, which is great. Mm. And, um, and you know, with the calls too, man, I, I love getting the calls. Man. They're, they're a lot of fun. And also, I've been compiling a list of recommendations. There's been a lot of great recommendations that come our way via 
the Necrophone. So uh, we're, we're going to be delving into that list. And, uh, you know, awesome. some of the stuff's been really, really interesting, man. Like uh, movies that I just, well, why do we never cover that? You know, excellent stuff. Mm. It's cool. Like, I think the, the, the voicemails give this interesting, like, old school layer of, like, appreciation in a way. Because it, it, it almost makes you think that, like, your podcast is like a radio show. And if you had a radio show, you could have, like, a live calling listener. While podcasts function differently, differently from that. I feel like having this phone number is like a, a, a bit of like a line to the past in a way of like of like an old school way of getting like some some nice, you know, commentary validation from listeners. What do you think? I love it, man. I, th I think it's cool. Like I like I said, I really enjoy hearing from everyone. And, and I really do appreciate the list that we're, we're getting. And uh, I'm mm. going to you know, I'm going to compile a nice list whenever we feel like we need. Uh, what are we going to do next week? We have a list, and there's some great, great. recommendations, yeah. man. And uh, and like I said, some of the recommendations, like, well, how come we never did this one? Because it seems like so obvious to me, you know. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like some of them have been ones that have 100% been mentioned in passing during older episodes, right? Well, Death Dream, which Mike Mike from Pennsylvania brought up, was something that you yep. and I had been discussing for years, mm -hmm. actually. You know, that was something we've been talking about for a while. De and also raw meat also yep. uh death of mine would, was something that you would, would always say yeah and i always be like yeah you know i've never seen that movie it was just <laughs> kind of like one of those things you know yeah um so wanted to just uh, say a little something while i have not watched it yet because uh mike scandato is a bad horror fan uh mike hill i understand you watched some of last night's chainsaw awards on shutter did you not I watched the entire thing, man. You know that that's, oh. that's uh, you know I I live uh, a very uh, boring life. Uh, normally, <laughs> my nights, it's either it's me and my cat sitting in a dark room. So um, <laughs> not a whole lot goes on over here. So I I, ha I had time, you know, to watch it, and uh, it was fun. You know, it was uh, co-hosted by Peaches Christ, and I was I always screw up this guy's last name, but you've seen him in a bunch of movies, David Dasmalchian. Mm -hmm. You know who he is. He's he's good. I, I guess I would know him by by sight, but I I have I, I do not know who Peaches Christ is. Peaches Christ, uh, I I think is on one of those like drag uh, shows on Shutter. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got it. Dasmalchian, and I'm probably destroying his last name. He's he's like um you, he's a very recognizable face. He was in um mm -hmm. he's going to be in the new. The Boogeyman, that new Stephen King. Oh, which I, I tell you, the trailer looks great. Definitely yeah. want to see that. So yeah, so he's the cool. father in the trailer. That's the guy, the dark-haired guy. Oh, okay. Right? And he's you know he's been on Twin, the new Twin Peaks, the latest t Twin Peaks installment that came out a few years ago. Uh, Gotham. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been the Last Voyage of the Demeter. He's going to be in that too. So he's actually kind of um, on like an upswing in his career. He's been on. You got two movies coming out that you're going to see him in. So he was a co-host on that and. uh yeah, it was fun. So was it audience or no audience? No, no, it it was uh there was definitely no live audience. Um you know, it was you know, I I would love there to for them to do an event like that, even if it was just like in a small venue somewhere with like a couple hundred people. You know, I, I get yeah. that they probably couldn't do it live, but it'd be fun I to have so. Yeah, and have like the you know, guests and you know, musical stuff, you know, it, it just um Whatever, maybe that's there's no budget for that. Who knows? I think it's I think that'd be fun to see an audience audience reaction. But um, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, there was some a lot of love for uh, Ter Terrifier two. 
which I which is yes, that so. I saw on social media and Instagram. Uh, so it basically won the best picture award for best like what smaller limited release, smaller yeah. smaller release. Yeah, that was, oh. that was yeah exactly. And then uh, you know some stuff that um, you know not everyone has the same taste. You know what I mean? But a couple, right. couple things I didn't really I wasn't so stoked about. I know that uh, uh, Benson and Moorhead were up for something. They did not win. Um, right. But you know I get it. Um, who was the overall best film, like major release winner? Oh, you're asking me these questions. I don't have any answers for that. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I okay. was getting, I was getting bombarded <laughs> with, uh, text messages from somebody I wish would stop texting me during the, during the show. So, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so I was kind of paying attention to that trying to stave off some other shit. So, yeah. Well, I, I could Google it myself, possibly, and look it up. Um, but you know what? I, I am going to check it out. I'm, I'm going to watch the replay. I was kind of really all about uh, watching my second to, to final episode of the last season of Succession on HBO, which I'm, I'm really digging. So that kind of, I guess, took precedence for me because I'm a terrible horror fan. So, yeah. That's all good, man. I heard that show is good. I, um, I yeah. never really checked it out, you know. Great show, great show. Uh, not horror, drama, but also has some some very funny, you know, parts to it, and it's just it's a cool show, really good show, good acting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely want to check out the Chance All Once. I saw some some digs about it uh, online. I saw some some praise for it. Kind of, I guess, a mixed bag overall. You know, you can't please them all, Mike. No, I just I'm happy that something like that exists, though. You know, I mean that's exactly that's like thing, I feel know? like uh, as far as it doesn't really get as much love as it should at the Oscars, which well it doesn't. Uh, why not the Chainsaw Awards, right? Well, that that's exactly right, Mike, and that's the thing. I wish people would just shut the fuck up and appreciate what they have. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like where, do you, where else are you going to go to get recognized? You know what I mean? Like it's like you can't go to the Oscars because they don't really give respect to the horror films or any kind of genre but movies. You know, I liken the complaining about the lack of horror at the Oscars to the people who watch the Grammys in the modern era and complain about the lack of metal. It's just re- it's just two things that you shouldn't even care about at this point, right? I know, man. It, it's really, people just like to complain, you know? Like complain. Like, you're, I'm sorry, you know, your Lamb of God is not going to be on television for the Grammy, uh, the live Grammy show, you know? There's, there's going to be no deicide on the Grammy. No deicide, no Lamb of God, no, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen. Fenris is not getting up there and yeah. going to, you know, chat yeah. it up with... Uh, some horrible pop star of, of today, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, you just, you just gotta let some things go, I think. And I, and I think terrifier two will, will, will never be, you know, talked about by like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres hosting the Oscars. It's just probably not going to happen. Exactly. And it shouldn't be, you know, and that's, that's the point. Yeah. It's, it's for us. It's for fans, you know, fans like <laughs> us, you know, exactly. You, listen to, listen to the podcasts, you know, I mean, listen, like, support horror magazines, support metal magazines, metal podcasts. I mean, that's, that, that's really where you're going to hear about things. No, exactly. Hey, uh, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday, uh, but I caught that movie Malum. That was another Mm. movie I saw, which, uh, you know, I thought that we, all right, the thing with Malum, the same guy who made, this, this is a remake of a movie 
mm-hmm. the same guy who made the original movie. Yeah, that's. I feel like that actually kind of has happened before, right? Because really? one could I, say Skinnamarink is okay. a remake of of his short film, yeah. which yeah. name is escaping me, escaping me right now. Right. And I've definitely, I could definitely think of that happening before. It is rare, but it does happen. So I thought we actually covered this movie way back in the beginning. Mm. Um, it, it's a movie called The Last Watch. Okay. Okay. Came out like in 2011 or something like 2011. That title is familiar. We. I know that we talked about it, you know, and but I, I went back through our old episodes. And I didn't see it listed anywhere. So, um, you know, unless I, unless it was like one of those ep- times where we were doing like three movies at once and it snuck in there somewhere. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, I don't I thought we'd covered it, but we never did, according to hmm. like my research. OK, so Malum just came out. It's, it just hit streaming like I think last okay. week. So I checked it out yesterday and um. I gotta say, man, I I like the original better. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to watch both. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, I'm sure Malin will show up on on Shutter right quick. You know, probably in the next few months or whatever, a month or two, you'll you'll see it on Shutter. But uh, mm. it's not that it was bad, but the original one really had this atmosphere to it, and uh, the new one just I don't know. It it it, it just seems. I don't know. I know that I read about it. They they were trying to make it develop it more. They were trying to build up more of a backstory. Um, they were trying, but it just fell short. You know, and maybe I had, I don't know. I thought the original one was way better. So there, there you go. Anyone who is familiar with either one of these films, please let me know what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. Hey, shit happens, man. I mean, you know, not everything's going to be a home run. Yeah, I got one other movie. I mentioned this on the last episode, but I wanted to see if you've seen this film. It's on Netflix. It's called Soft and Quiet. Oh, no. I've actually it's recently come across uh, come across my face, and I yeah. wanted to check it out. Is it good? A, uh, a listener recommended that I check it out for some really disturbing stuff. And mm. he said he was going to call in, but instead he messaged. So I'm like, all right, cool. Either, that, that's great. Dude, it was fucking... It was disturbing. It was uh, really uncomfortable. Um, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was a trip, man. Definitely go check it out. Soft and quiet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What's the? What's the? You know, one <laughs> or two. One or two line. Uh, one or two lines. Uh, what, what's about right. there? I'll, I'll use like a little stanza here to to explain okay. what it's about. Yeah. White white women. Uh huh. White power. Oh God! Yeah, really, dude. It's like <laughs> so they they fucking go there in this movie, man, and it's like brutal and uh, uncomfortable. You know, timely. Wow, <laughs> if I say if I may say so. But yeah, it's uh, it it's one of these movies where you're just like, it you you think about it and you're like. Yeah, I could see some of these people. You know how, like, you have, like, you know, you, there's these people out there that you're, like, all the stereotypes are kind of hit in this thing. And, and there's, like, some uh-huh. reveals. Like, there's an interesting, like, ah, dude, you just got to see it, man. I mean, it's... Um, so, it's, it's, it's horror? It's drama? Well, what is it? It, it horrible stuff happens in it. Okay. You know? okay. But it's, it's almost like a, a, a all-girl white girl um an all white girl 
Last House on the Left or something like that, maybe. Really? Oh, my God. I have to see this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's actually, if we cover it, that's how I'm going to tag it as like all, yeah. a white girl, Last House on the Left. That sounds kind of cool to me. I mean, it's a, does it, definitely something that hasn't been done before. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Mm. It, it's, um, yeah, it's on Netflix. So, yeah. Okay. I felt I felt really uncomfortable watching it, and then like I felt really bummed out after I was after the conclusion of the film. You know, wild. All right, well, I'll definitely be checking that out, man. That sounds pretty sick to me. Yeah. Um, so, listeners, you know, we, we talked about uh, the Chainsaw Walls on Shutter, and sometimes, you know, while while we're you know picking out movies to do, and and you know, we we if we've done a bunch of old ones in a row, say right. And we'll be like, you know, let's let's pick a nice, fresh, new 2023 entry, you know. And I guess you could say that's kind of what we did this time. And and we picked a uh, a new film that is currently on Shudder. That's what we did, right, Mike? Yes. And, you know, Shudder, they're, they're uh, originals, you know, that they have. Their uh, exclusives are... Um, exclusives, yeah. Yeah, the exclusives are uh, a mixed bag sometimes, you know what I mean? And Indeed they are. Yeah, sometimes they're excellent and sometimes they're so-so. And I take responsibility for um, bringing this one up to cover because <laughs> I, I watched, I watched like half of it or so. I watched like maybe like the first twenty minutes at my on my lunch break, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome, man. This has got like this cool like atmosphere, and there's like you know religious stuff in there, and like you know, and, and then I recommended it to Mike, and I'm like, let's do do this, you know what I mean? So that's it's my fault that we we. Yeah, you know, the by, Mike, Mike's text byline was, yeah, it's British horror, you know, it's on Shudder, it uh, has to do with, like, uh, nuns and supernatural and religion, and I'm like, okay, sure, all right. And then I, I look it up, I see it has Jenna Malone in it, I'm like, holy shit, Jenna Malone's doing a little, little indie horror movie, and Danny Houston is in it, and it's got some some names, and uh, its director, Christopher Smith, has done several other horror films he did the the 20 2006 severance the uk film um black death uh, get santa detour the banishing triangle all these movies are basically horror movies i'm like okay this this is uh gonna be gonna be a cool movie and look hey as mike said you know uh shutter uh exclusives uh, as I will say exclusive as this is not a shutter original, right? Uh, it's actually via IFC films. And, uh, I mentioned to Mike before the episode started that that kind of used to mean something. Um, and I don't really think it does anymore. It's been a minute. Uh, I feel like the, yeah, IFC had, I mean, shit, I think IFC was, uh, you know, with trouble every day. Like I remember IFC with like these really kind of like, exciting and interesting or over the top uh you know irreverent films um but not uh, not this time for uh this film huh mike no you know and and um it, on paper everything seemed to line up you know what i mean and then i previewed it you know i was just like taking a, my lunch break and i'm like All right, let me this looks kind of cool and i put it on and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna finish watching this and then so I, brought, I brought it up to you, and then like, yeah, let's cover it. It looks cool, like, it, you know, has all the trappings of a good film. But then, obviously, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away of what were our thoughts on this thing. But we were a little disappointed, I think. You know, yeah, a bit let down. I, uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't my favorite movie. 
wasn't uh, you know. But uh, let's give uh, the deets, the as the kids say, on this one. Uh, as I've said earlier, the film is Consecration, currently streaming on Shudder, uh, directed by Christopher Smith, written by Christopher Smith and Laurie Cook. Uh, Laurie Cook, also one of the co-producers. Uh, it stars uh, Jenna Malone as Grace, Danny Houston as Father Romero, uh, Janet Suzman as Mother Superior, Thorne Ferguson as DCI Officer Harris. Uh, and Stefan Sinid as Michael uh, is a UK film um, shot in 20, late 2021, actually, in London and Scotland. Interesting that it was shot in October 2021. Um, that's kind of like, I mean, that's not 2020 pandemic, but like late 2021 is still pretty pandemic huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, we're still kind of in the middle of it. Not the middle, the tail end. You know, the, the, the Yeah, the, yeah. The, the I mean, I believe film, filmings, I guess, were obviously happening, obviously, yeah. in, in October 2021. Um, but, uh, yeah, it came out on uh, March 3rd on Video On Demand uh, in America. On May 19th, it dropped on Shutter. Uh, so, really, days ago, it actually came out on Shutter. Uh, it came out in the UK on February 10th, 2023. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a new ass film, huh? It is. It is. And, um, yeah, like I said, it, it looks great. It has, it's shot really well. It has that British, you know, dark rainy kind of look to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it starts off strong. I think, I mean, Grace, Grace has a brother, Michael, you know, they're, they're yeah. two siblings She's a person of science, you know, she's, um, mm -hmm. you know, like Optometry. a optometrist that opens up mm -hmm. with her talking to one of her patients and explaining mm -hmm. that there's some kind of medical procedure that this person needs to be done and she'll organize this whole way of having them do this uh, procedure on them, you know. Uh -huh. She gets a call that her brother is dead and he's up at a convent. On the, mm -hmm. In Scotland, I believe, right? Somewhere in Scotland. So she has to. Yeah, to they're in London, right? The movie starts in uh, London, and she has to go to Scotland to uh, retrieve her brother. And as Mike said, the movie looked good. You know, um, again, I feel like Jenna Malone used to do a, a different type of film, different fare. You know, uh, going through her her you know listing of movies, she did it over forty movies since the late nineties. Uh, she was in Donnie Darko as uh his 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 love interest gretchen uh she was in a movie that we enjoyed uh neon demon michael oh yeah yep mm -hmm. uh she was in uh parts one and two of the hunger games uh she's in that movie sucker punch that i never saw but i always wanted to check out from like 2011 um i mean just like a shit ton of movies and she's got a couple of movies coming out after this movie so she's like a working actress of, I would say, decent quality. Oh, yeah, Inherent Vice. You ever see that movie? I haven't, no. Yeah, it's a Paul Tom Thomas Anderson movie. It's one of his more weirder ones. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah, she's in that, too. I, I would check that out if I were you. Okay. Um, oh, and she's in The Ruins. You remember The Ruins? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. 2008. That's that's something we might want to think about yeah. covering. Yeah, actually. I can see that. I saw that. I've actually of, seen it recently too. Yeah, fun, fun movie. So yeah, and now Jenna Malone's doing uh, this movie, which 
But you know what, man? Honestly, it's like if you really look, like I said, on paper, like when they're in pre-production, you know, and they're like, okay, we were, you know, they're pitching this, they're casting the movie, and like it, it looks, it had a promising feel to it, you know. It does, and it, again, we'll stress it starts out pretty damn good, pretty strong, you know. Um, going to see her, her, her murdered brother, and it, like you know. Uh, there's a, I don't know if you caught this, there's like this very, in, like to me, fairly blatant shining nod, uh, in, in the car, you know, that like that, that like aerial shot. Did you, did you kind of catch yeah, that? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of stuff like that where it takes in the landscape. There's a couple things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're, you're in like a beautiful part of the world. So it really, there's lots of, of these great like aerial shots of like the coastline and, you know, the, the, the waves breaking yeah. on these rocks and you know this like scottish the landscape ocean. yeah it's mm-hmm. great you know but and like it, it starts off strong a good atmosphere it just has this like somber like vibe you know there's this religious catholic roman catholic imagery in it which you know we we have like a thing for that style too don't we mike we like that kind yeah, of yeah i mean definitely i just feel like by less than the halfway point the movie is a bit of a snooze fest yeah. and it gets, it reaches these supernatural kind of angles that I don't know. I felt like th- they might've been better without, and some of the effects are a little wonky and a little cheap. Um, and I got to say some of the performances, like there's a line that I, I, I actually just played back. When when the mother superior says we're having lunch and she just delivers it so like oddly and almost like terribly like I, I don't know it was just like this very odd thing where uh, Jan Malone's character Grace wakes up in in the you know the, the the convent is what I'll just keep referring to it as and she's wearing like all her nun clothes and all of her regular clothes are gone because they got wet because she fell in the ocean and it's just this kind of clunkily delivered dialogue is how i'm gonna phrase it mike i don't know and, and it's confusing as to what's actually going on too and and the story i feel like is like unnecessarily complicated you know um it turns out that uh you know her brother was more of a believer and mm-hmm. they were adopted and um there's flashbacks yeah. to them growing up and an abusive father or abusive stepfather rather yeah um, there's a lot of flashbacks actually there's a lot of flashbacks and it's like you figure out that they're both adopted and it's an adopted mother and father and the mother is, you know, the mother's dead and the father may have done it. And I don't know, it gets it. The word clunky will be used again, Mike. It gets yeah. a bit clunky. I feel like, you know, well, one of, one of the things that's there, there are good things about it too. Not it's, it wasn't all bad. Like some of the story no. elements were interesting. Like um, there's references to some kind of relic, and like an ancient, yes. an ancient orders, Knights of the Morning Star. You know, which right mm-hmm. there is like you know the Morning Star is like, Knights, Knights of the Morning Star. Yeah, I know. I thought yeah. that was a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, you know the Morning Star is Lucifer. You know, it's so, Lucifer. Right. <laughs> so it's like that was a little bit on the nose. You know. Uh, yeah. Um. You know, and they were. Um, there's they're like the the bearers of this relic you know and it was stored at this this um 
this convent was like the keepers of a relic. So that's kind of cool. You know, that, that's an interesting thing. Something from the Crusades, you know, but but that doesn't deliver, yeah. though. That doesn't even deliver that aspect of the film because it turns out to be no, something completely and, different. Like, because that's that shit really. OK, that's real. Crusades are real. You know, that really happened. Uh, they're, they're historical things kind of mixed in with the fantastical. Right. Yeah. And I felt like they might have been better off sticking with maybe the more, you know, reality-based stuff. Um, yeah. Because as it turns out, look, the convent is look. It, it's this is basically an evil nun film in a way. No, I mean, and honestly, like, I didn't really know it was going to be that. Like, like the nun thing to me is about as scary as it's just not scary. For me. I just I don't know. There's just I doesn't and I and this is someone who went to twelve years of Catholic school, uh, was hit by nuns with rulers, by the way, uh many times uh in grammar school. But they never scared me. I have to be honest. Like I was not scared of nuns. And I that movie The Nun from a couple years back, I actually saw it in the theater and I thought that kind of sucked. So it's like you know it's just like, yeah i agree i mean it's not the nun, my thing you know yeah, it's not the, my thing the, the nun thing is not scary to me at all i thought this was mm. going to be some kind of like um you know like relic pagan thing you know where there's like yeah. this, this like uh-huh there's another section of there where there's like this writing that her brother has in, in this journal right and it, mm-hmm. it looks like cuneiform like this kind of uh Sumerian writing or something. I was like, oh, Jesus, guys, like, you know, there's going to be something that goes pre-Christian and some talisman from a different time and that, and, you know, maybe there's, like, some connection to that. It just never developed the way I wanted it to. It just became, like like you said, Mike, an evil nun story, and who, who fucking cares about that, really, you know? Yeah, like, there's, there's no reason to make any more evil nun movies, although I literally think there's going to be another one from that franchise, oddly enough. Um, because it made money, because some people like terrible horror. Um, but for me, there's no reason to like check this shit out. I don't know. There is there's a film out there called The Borderland. Have you ever seen that? It's a No. Oh, the Border The Borderlands? No. Uh it's it's a found footage British horror film that came out mm-hmm. a few years ago. And it's it's kind of what I thought this movie was going to be like. It's um Sorry. It's like a church built over like some other structure and there's like this Lovecraftian monster in there. And that's kind of what I thought this was going to be about. When they started talking about Knights of the Morning Star and a relic, you know, and the Crusades, I thought Mm -hmm. there was going to be some kind of dark magic thing going on or some sort of like uh, pre-Christian Satanism or demonology or something cool like that, you know? Yeah, like that's that's interesting to me, you know, Um I just think they tried to make this scary. I mean, there's actually some very gory scenes in the movie because um, some of the nuns, they kind of start killing themselves, even though they're actually not killing themselves. Surprise, surprise, they're being killed. Um, and some of that looked good. Uh, it, it was not a hugely budgeted film, uh, I believe. Um the actual budget is not on the Wikipedia page. I, I couldn't find it. It just said that the box office 
uh, was 1.5 million, which is really not a lot of money because it, it apparently I think it played theatrically in the UK only. Um, but again, it's like, you know, I feel like perhaps some of the actors in this movie did this movie uh, to put some food on the table. No, like I, I just, you know, I felt like there's not a lot of heart in this movie, Mike, like on any end. Actually, you know, it could be if you look at when this film was made, you know, 2021, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe it was yeah. just like, you know, people it's like, hey, every in, in October 2021, everyone was just like itching to get back out there to do something. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe that was the case with everybody. They just wanted work to do and they wanted to get back to it, you know, and that's maybe how these actors and these directors ended up with this script you know well this is weird the director christopher smith uh told entertainment weekly i'm never more spooked out than when i walk into a church or temple i wanted to make a movie about religion but do it seriously really Hmm. that's (laughs) disappointing i'm doing really on two counts because i don't find churches and temples scary in the slightest number one and number two if you think that that it is scary, which is okay, that's fine. This is what you put out. I mean, you know, heaven help us. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I did not find this scary. Like no, I, the first right up until when she ended up at the at the um the convent. Okay, mm-hmm. up into the point where she views her brother's body, right, and then there's like a little bit past that. I thought that was pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. I, that's kind of where I thought it was a decent movie, and then after that, it just was like, "Oh, this this is really not a good movie." And that that um, was about the that was about the length it took me to cook and eat my lunch. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's why like, and I stopped it. Like, oh, oh, down. Let me let me watch this later. I'm gonna finish. Watch. I'm gonna start this in the beginning. I'll watch it later tonight. You know. And I was like, and then uh, then when I watched the rest of it, I was like, "Huh, okay." <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um. Look, as I said, it, it it starts out with, you know, it was a kind of a dark mystery. And then it goes into like, okay, crazy, you know, nun horror. And then it basically ends up as like a, an avenging angel movie. Right, Mike? Like a, a, you know, a heavenly, you know, dark crusader, right? Yeah, and, and it... it almost felt like something that Image Comics would have did like back in the 90s. But better, mm. they would have. They would have probably written, okay, yes, written yes. a better script, though. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's almost like the origin story for like a, a 1994 image comic book character, except they would have done a better job writing the script and developing the character. You know what I'm trying to say? I agree. It's just I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to cr- totally trash Christopher Smith because he's been in horror for quite some time yeah and uh, I, I would like to see some of his other films just because uh, because some of them look interesting in the descriptions uh, particularly severance which apparently is very good that is a very good movie also we forgot yeah. to mention that he did creep with the excellent sean harris the british movie. ah okay the, the british okay. creep the british creep excellent mm. yeah um but look again it might be uh, due to when it was made, you know, a lot of constraints. It might be he wasn't able to fully realize his vision. He got a decent cast, but maybe not a lot of money. 
And maybe in some look, some of it seems to be thrown together. And I, I think uh, viewers, if you go ahead and check this out, you will agree. There's some interesting. It was an interesting takedown of it on YouTube about some of the scenes. Although there was another guy on YouTube, another you know horror reviewer guy that really enjoyed it. I found like three more that did not enjoy it, like myself. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the very beginning scene ties into the very ending scene, though, that which is kind of cool because one of the nuns looks like she's about to kill our uh, Jenna Malone's Grace. And then, of course, you know, uh, the fates intervene and she obviously does not die. But as it turns out, Jenna Malone is some almost thousand year old. Uh, she is the relic, right, Michael? She is the, you know, uh, basically the, the nuns were, were trying to trap her and, and, and kill her. And it turns out that, like, the, the nuns and, and all of the holy people are, of course, the bad people in this movie, right? Yeah, you know, and, and that's when I was, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, it's not supposed to be like this. You know, it's supposed to be, <laughs> like, she's not supposed to be the right. <laughs> right. Like, in right, my mind, right. I'm like, the movie should be this way. Like, the story should be like this, not the way you guys did it, you know? And it's like, so I, I, I was checked out. I thought that was like, I don't know, that, that didn't really work for me, that whole element of the story. Yeah, because it's like, is it anti-religious or is it not really that anti-religious because Jenna Malone's character is kind of like an angel in a way, right? I mean, she's she's this, you know, being uh, who has who has used her powers for good, you know, ultimately uses them for good. So some of the better treatments of religion. I think in movies in horror films have obviously been obviously the exorcist, you know, mm. one, yeah. one in three, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a dark song. Yes. That was cool. Yeah. Like without being overtly really like, you know, the ending of the dark song is, is pretty fucking powerful without being like, you know, we're, we're, uh, okay. We're, we're into being Catholics or whatever Christians. It wasn't that I read that as being not necessarily like a Christ, a pro Christian thing, but just like a pro mm -hmm. weird reality that exists. And that mm. there was like mythologies based around actual beings that ended up being Christian mythologies. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get it. I yeah. mean, it's funny. Uh, I actually thought that the mother superior, Janet uh, Susman looked a little familiar. Uh, I mean, she is an 84-year-old woman from South Africa who's a Shakespearean actress. Uh, Damn. Okay. I guess you, you can kind of get that in, 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 you know, while watching it with a quite huge uh, filmography uh, that, that goes back to the, the mid-60s. So, uh, you know, she's been around a while, a lot of movie, a lot of television. Uh, I, yeah, she just had one of those faces that looked kind of familiar to me. What did you think? I know I, I, she just looked like some old lady to me. <laughs> just like, <laughs> part of, knowing that, how did they get the? How did they get these motherfuckers to be in this movie? Is what I want to know, man. You know, it's like they got, you know, they got Christopher Smith, they got mm -hmm. all these actors and actresses, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, maybe maybe we're both onto something when we say that it's like, uh, you know, everyone just wanted to get back back on the road doing stuff and this was the thing they made you know that could very well be it yeah could totally be it um 
Or, you know, listeners, you may like to see this movie and be like, I thought this movie was fantastic, although I, I really don't think that's going to happen. I could be wrong, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's got their own taste, and I, you know, obviously I don't fault anyone for what they like or dislike or whatever, but, but you know, it just wasn't my, my bag. It's funny, right when I suggested that you and I cover this, mm-hmm. literally minutes after I sent you that text message, I got a text from Rennie, who just mm-hmm. watched the movie the night before and was like, Oh, no like ripping it apart <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like oh man you know like don't, and at that point I hadn't seen the entire film yet either because I was like I'd watched you know it was my lunch break or something and then I was like, oh yeah, yeah this looks cool and I suggested we do it and then literally five minutes after that got sent I get I get a text from Rennie and he's like oh man I saw the comment last night you know <laughs> that he went into all his litany of things he found wrong with it you know what I mean see now this is weird right like you and i've covered a bunch of 70s 80s stuff this year that we've we've all great stuff in our opinion nothing subpar and here we are it's almost june right and you you and jeff have done you know i I would say the perhaps the lion's share so far of the 2023 films right and i feel like you and him have liked almost almost none of them yeah but we've all liked skin america is 2023 not at all going to be like 2022 or is it too soon to say i think 2023 is not uh as not going to be what we got last year definitely yeah i don't think so either and, and on a personal level, 2023 is a bigger piece of shit for me in my personal life than 2022 was. So all around, it's losing all around for me right now. So, so that's, uh, you know, just, just my, my two cents on 2023. Yeah, I know you're, you're going through some stuff. I know, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, struggles going on right now. So, you know, yeah. but I mean, could be, look, this whole ship could turn around in, in, in July, you know, and for the rest of the year. Well, you know, uh, for the parents, you know, as we record uh, this, June is almost upon us, you know, right. And, and June, you know, maybe, maybe things will turn around in June. Maybe we'll start getting some good films. There are actually a couple things that um, look promising. Uh, if I remember correctly, that might be coming out. Hey, we still have Skinamarink, a divisive movie, but I believe that's yeah. going to be in my top five, honestly. And what's, it's so funny how how the three of us have 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 you know sung its praises and will continue to sing its praises, and the consensus uh, uh, among uh, a lot of the horror communities that was they didn't like it, but you know, I think we 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 stick to our guns here at Necromaniacs Podcast, and uh, I, I haven't seen anything yet that's come close to being as good as that. So hopefully, I do. Um, Again, I have not seen Evil Dead Rise yet. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to like it more than you and Jeff, even yeah, though I, I, I have it. nothing to base that on. Yeah, I may like it a bit more, but I may find its faults in it, like that you guys have found. Um, but if you want people like uh, friends of mine online whose who's horror opinions I respect, like I respect yours and Jeff's, also said uh, it's not as good as people are gushing over, too, so... Hmm. Interesting. And uh, we got um, the third installment of uh, the Ty West trilogy coming out this year. That was, that's the big one I'm, I'm really holding out for. Yeah, hopefully that hits. Hopefully that makes it by the end of the year. I, I would be bummed if we have to wait until 
2024. I, I can't imagine it not coming out this year, honestly. <laughs> man. I mean, that, it's the shit's already fucking filmed, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's already underway. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, Ty West works at a very nice pace, and I don't know what the budget is for this movie. Um, but it's, you know, I, it's, a, it's a mid-80s period piece, but I have a funny feeling it's going to look like a fucking mid-80s period piece, and it yeah. won't, you know... They won't cheap out on that. So I actually, I want them to kind of take their time with it, to be honest. Did you see Infinity Pool? No. Dude. So, okay, that I'm going to see. Yes. And I know the two of you liked that. So that I will see. I liked it even more the second time I watched it. I saw it in the movie okay. theater. I thought it was great. Then I watched it again after some things happened in my life that maybe reminded me of the lady that's in that movie. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is like even... This hits even harder now the second time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drunk, yelling women. <laughs> you know, like just out of control yeah. women drinking wine. Yeah. You know, exactly. That, that's exactly the, that made the movie hit harder. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, so, Mike Hill, uh, Consecration, what do you give it on our uh, beloved? scale of one to five for me the way i i see it i give it a solid two okay yeah i gave it a 2.5 oh uh so i have not given the 2.5 in quite some time uh you do not need to see this movie three is you sneak three is you can see this movie three is check it out see it you you could skip it you can skip this movie listeners um it's not very good it's not very interesting uh it has a good 20 minutes 25 minutes right mike um yeah the beginning is good it's 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 just gonna be remembered as fodder i think for uh 2023 how about that so yeah, yeah I, I we don't really recommend this one no. it, it's just something that's in the catalog on shutter right now it, it's a it's a line item you know it's cool it's like i'm glad it's there you know whatever but I, it wasn't my cup of tea shall we say yeah if you're into jenna malone and uh, she's a lovely woman. Hey, check it out. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, although she's almost like kind of, you know, I didn't even really realize that was her, to be honest, uh, until I'm looking at the actual cast. They, like, uh, as, they, they Brit, they Brit her up a lot. You know what I mean? If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, no, no disrespect. Uh, yeah, she, I gotta say, um, an example of an American uh, woman. She's from Nevada who does a pretty, damn good job with uh, the british accent not not a lot of us do it well mike not a lot of us do it well i think she did it well yeah you know and and i know a lot of lovely ladies over in britain but you know what i'm saying when i say they they brit her up you get it yes yeah. yes i i just i'll never get the answer to the question as to why the brits and the australians can talk like us so well and we talk like them so poorly can someone figure that out I don't know. That's a really good question. I just, uh, I can't do accents. You know what I mean? I, I'm not one of these guys who can rip out like a, you know, Australian accent or a Southern accent. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could do a Southern accent, except it sounds like a guy from New York doing a Southern accent, you know? Right, exactly. Like, I just, yeah, accents are tricky. <laughs> they're very tricky, especially if you're New Yorkers like me and Mike. They're very tricky because to some of you, uh, Mike and I sound like Arthur Fonzarelli or Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so it's just very tricky, right? It's very, you know, very tricky for us. Yeah. 
I mean, I sound like forget it. That's so. a good uh, good current uh, reference, Mike Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> hey, I did say Sylvester Stallone. Or, uh, I said I belted out the Arthur Fonzarelli reference, but I did follow it up with Sylvester Stallone, a fictional character and a real human being. Do you want to know a yeah. fun fact about um, about the, uh, the the Winkler family? Sure. In my hometown, Carmel, New York, there's mm-hmm. uh, the Winklers own a farm out there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he is a really nice guy. Um, I went to this this HBO screening thing for Barry, and he was there, and man, he, he just made everybody laugh and just seemed so nice, and people were able to say hello to him, and he just seemed like the fucking nicest guy in the world, so I, I, I dig Henry Winkler. I mean, I'm, I'm a Happy Days fan, you know, American mm-hmm. Graffiti. Those are like things, yeah. you know, they're probably a little bit dated for a lot of the younger listeners here. But that's if you want to go watch a good, solid American film from, you know, from a long time ago, definitely check out uh, American Graffiti. Yes. Early uh, George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Early George Lucas. Harrison Ford's in it. Takes place mm. in Bakersfield, California. Yep. You know, um. The, the home of uh, my former drummer, uh, Joel Stalins uh-huh. from, from Anodyne. He uh, uh-huh. grew up in Bakersfield. And uh, yeah. And it actually, uh, that movie kicks off the 50s nostalgia of the 70s, that movie. That That's movie right. kind of kicks it off. Like, it, it kind of sets into motion Happy Days and Grease, yeah. that movie, really, I'm, if you think about it. Yeah. That, that's, that's why I brought it up, I think, is because it, it definitely... Uh, is like the precursor to those other, you know, fine, mm-hmm. you know, th- fine features and television series that came out. Yeah, totally, totally. Do you remember in in uh, Happy Days, uh, Richie's mm-hmm. older brother Chuck? <laughs> yes, the disappearance of Chuck Cunningham. He was he was on the show, and then after season one, maybe season two, but he just was written off the show. Never spoken of ever again in the history of the show that went on for a very, very long time. He just disappeared from the show. Pretty funny. Yeah. He just... You can Google it. Why? I think you can Google the reason why or, you know, the whys and hows. But, uh, yes, there was an older brother. Pretty funny. And and the other thing, too, is the blue-jacketed Arthur Fonzarelli versus the yes. leather-jacketed Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah. Like – what interesting how now that i kind of want to check out myself the the jacket switch of happy days yeah. wow yeah um listeners if any of you are in your 20s you don't even know what we're talking about right now but uh hopefully you do i'm being but you know we live in a world where you, all that stuff is available for people to check out and you never know some people like i've run into people that just have these weird fixations on stuff that's way before their time too you know that's true i mean honestly What's funny is that something from Happy Days became something quite prevalent in the modern world, and that's the term jump the shark. When Fonzie jumped the shark, it signified the downfall and real end of the show. And then that term in the O's became a term for when a franchise was kind of done with. It jumped the shark. Pretty funny. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there you All go. Right. All now, right, guys. May, may Necromaniacs <laughs> podcast ever jump the shark. May we never jump the shark. Right, Mike? I, I hope not. No, no.
uh, I would say we, like a fine wine, are better than we've ever been. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think you know, if you go and listen to the earlier episodes, even though we were cranking out like three movies each episode, I think we're, <laughs> we do a way better job now, you know? Exactly. It's a it's a more oiled machine, and we have uh, the addition of of Jeff, and uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I think it's it's far cry from the early days. But the early days were a lot of fun. I remember in the early days when we decided we were going to cut down on the number of movies and increase the number of shows every month. There was like a little push mm. pushback from some of the old listeners back then. <laughs> yes, they missed the three, two kind of uh, marathoners. But what's funny about that is, is that that was when podcasting was also kind of new. And I almost feel like podcasting itself became a little more streamlined Yeah, um, as we became a little more streamlined. Because I think podcasting was a little Wild Westy 10 years ago, you know? Absolutely it was. And yeah. it didn't, it, people rambled. You know, and we rambled and, you know, yeah. whatever it was. It was. Uh, now, I, I feel like uh, our, our 15, our 20, get out of town. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely, like, yeah. It, it's, you know, you, you got to be mindful of your listeners and mindful of, you know, I think space and time. And also, we would put episodes out whenever we wanted. You know, there wasn't even like a schedule. We would, sometimes there'd be like weeks would go by between episodes, and like yeah, that's true. You know, that's and it was true. like, and they dropped whenever they came out, like on whatever whatever day of the week. You know, and it's like they would just show up in the feed. You know, but now I like that we're on a schedule. It works a lot better for me. Exactly. And now, if we miss a week, it's like, uh oh, is everything okay? So yeah, I'm uh, again. We're very happy that you have led us into your lives, and uh, we we hope you enjoyed this episode. They can all be winners, folks. And even Mike Scandato gives two point fives. Yes, I don't love everything, um, and this was uh, one of those times. All right, guys, take care, and we'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>